Hello and welcome to Pop Hum, where pop culture and the traditional humanities come face to face and go head to head. Today's topic, which YA novel speaks to the youth of today? J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye or Patrick Ness's The Knife of Never Letting Go? YA stands for young adult, and YA fiction is one of the most robust and populous forms of trade fiction today. But it wasn't always so. When I was starting out as an English teacher in the late 80s, there wasn't really that much coverage between the Chronicles of Narnia and Moby Dick. This made it tough for a high school teacher to know what to assign to get the kids to love literature. But there was always one book, one book, that all of the grizzled veteran teachers would hold up and tap knowingly. The Catcher in the Rye, J.D. Salinger's only novel. It had themes, it had symbols, it had characters who were in their teens trying to find their young adult way in life. And best of all, it had appeal. The kids love it, all my mentors would say. The kids love it. Well, I read Catcher, I taught Catcher, I like Catcher. But now, so much time has passed. Today's young adults seem so worldly and urbane. Does Salinger's mix of alienation, tenderness, and confusion still reflect the experience of young adults today? Well, here to help us find out is a real live young person. Please state your name. Amanda. And please state your age for our listening audience. I am 13 years old. So Amanda, now that we've established that you are indeed a young adult, at least as far as publishers are concerned, let me vouch for your literary experience. Not only are you an extremely talented and committed fiction writer, but you are a voracious reader, a white hot forest fire of literary consumption who might finish, what is it, like two books a week? Like one book a week. All right, mm -hmm. one book a week. We're going to talk today about a book that I think you really liked. I don't know how quickly you read it. But um, certainly, you know, you gave me the impression that you liked it. And that's Patrick Ness's Knife of Leather Letting Go. Um, and since you're like holding it up to your face. <laughs> caressing it. Caressing it. I think, uh, I think we've got a hit here. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, why you like this book. Well, Patrick Ness, first off, has a brilliant style. Mm -hmm. He writes like no one else does in the YA genre and there's no cheesiness. It has such believable characters. Mm -hmm. Like Todd Hewitt, our main character, is so believable. Like mm -hmm. he could have just been plucked off the streets, thrown in the summary of the book and been like, have fun. Really? Yes, he is so believable. Even though my understanding is that the book is pretty exotic, like science fictiony, yes, and people have is, powers and well, stuff. Not powers, but this book is like exotic and it's science fiction, but uh -huh. Todd is real. Wow. And that's what makes part of this book so brilliant. He is so utterly real. It hurt. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the 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 book that I'm you know teeing up for our audience today. Okay. So this, is, this was considered the YA novel for English teachers for lo these many a year. Again, uh, for those of you just tuning in, that's The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. Now, I, I don't think you've read this book, have you? I have not. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about it. All right, it's about a teenager named Holden Caulfield who takes off from his elite boarding school and goes into New York City. Mm -hmm. okay. He goes on a couple of dates. He makes some prank calls. He visits his sister. 
So the plot isn't as exotic as Knife of Never Letting Go, for sure. But, you know, some things happen. Mm -hmm. And the appeal of the book for young adults is supposed to be its themes, Mm -hmm. at least according to English teachers like me. See, Holden is alienated and lonely and kind of caught between the worlds of childhood and adulthood, okay? Um, Do you ever feel that way? Um, sometimes, I guess, like, it depends on what situation when I am. Like, when I'm with my friends, I personally act very childish, very immature. Mm -hmm. And when I'm with, like, um, my, like, parents, friends, or my senior, I think that I'm much more mature, Mm -hmm. and I'm not as bouncy and exciting Mm -hmm. and loud. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like if he's stranded between those worlds it sounds like you move between them i so do you're sort of amphibious yes yeah more comfortable <laughs> well hmm, okay so another part of the book's thematic appeal is supposed to be that holden feels contempt for most grown-ups mm-hmm. all right he calls them phonies and he hates the way that they seem to pretend to be cool when they're not or happy when they're not or like caring when they're not um, how would you characterize your relationships with adults? Personally, I get along with everybody. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I don't... Is it different with grown-ups than with kids? I guess. I, mm-hmm. Kids don't know how to con- always control their emotions. Mm-hmm. So, it just comes out in one huge vomit. Yeah. And all these emotions are all, like, chaotic. But yet, I'm hanging out with a bunch of teenagers who are angsty and such, and I'm not hanging out with five-year-olds, but yet five-year-olds don't, like, little, little kids don't know how to, like, not say what's on their mind. Uh-huh. So I'm in between. Like, adults sometimes don't say, like, what they really mean because uh-huh. it's not appropriate, it's uh-huh. not polite. Uh-huh. They know how to control their emotions, whereas teenagers and kids, not really. Got it. So... The, um, well, actually, that takes me to my last, like, you know, point, which is that this book is supposed to be totally reflective of, you know, the youth of today, even though it was written in the, I think, it was written the, 2007. Well, uh, but, uh, and uh, Catcher in the Rye was written in, like, the 60s. But it was supposed to be considered, you know, totally reflective of the youth of today because it has cursing in it. Oh, cursing. Cursing! And you can read it for school! Mm. How about that? Does that, like, send you over the moon? Would you you just do anything to read this book and write an essay on it now? Well, personally, I am not someone who curses, and I hate when my friends curses. I'm, like, the Mm. person who goes around saying, what's your language? Mm. Mm. So... Of course, now I'm stuck in a generation where all books swear and all my friends swear. And I'm like that only person saying, stop swearing, preserve mm-hmm. your innocence. Mm-hmm. So you have to get used to it. You have to get used to it. And The Knife of Never Letting Go has some pretty harsh language. Mm-hmm. Like there are F-bombs a lot but uh, because Todd gets so angry. But that's not part of its appeal for that you. That is not part of its appeal. Okay, okay. So... I mean, it sounds like, for as far as you're concerned, Ness's work speaks to you a lot more than this kind of cartoonish uh, summary I'm giving you of Catcher in the Rye. Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, the I think we've got a winner. Many thanks to Amanda and to her mom for letting her be on the show. 
And, uh, and if you like what you heard of Patrick Ness's Knife of Never Letting Go, go get it, read it. And the best part is, it's book one of a trilogy. Woo! All right. <laughs> so you've got more to come. See you next time on Pop Hum. Bye-bye. Pop Hum is produced by Liminous Learning. I'm Andrew Lovett. I tutor in the humanities and do independent admissions counseling in the San Francisco Bay Area and online at Liminous.com. That's L-I-M as in mother, I-N as in nurse, U-S.com.